Hello and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you all are having a blessed day today. And I've been doing some more research on this RNA vaccine that Pfizer is now basically putting out there saying it works 90% and it's effective and all this stuff. We talked about it briefly yesterday. And the more, now, actually, there's multiple, even mainstream news sites, including Daily Mail, who are now addressing the fact of what in the world this stuff is on, as far as why it has to be stored like it is. And they were saying concerns now have been raised about the amount of special equipment needed to store the vaccine ahead of its use. According to the Times, the vaccine must be stored at minus 78 degrees Celsius, minus 78, which is roughly, I think it's like minus 88 degrees Fahrenheit. That's, that's negative, I mean, below zero, 88 degrees below zero, until the day it is used in order to protect the genetic material inside. I'm quoting, that's what they said. In order to protect the genetic material inside, this can make it difficult for GP clinics and care homes to store the vaccine. To combat the issue, Pfizer designed a special suitcase-sized box to help deliver the vaccines. The British Army will be involved to support the distribution efforts. The vaccine must be stored in dry ice, which is mixed with other substances in order to create a cold ice bath of around minus 78 degrees Celsius. And according to the Pfizer document, the suitcase containing the doses can only be open for one minute at a time and not more than twice a day, the Times reported, making it difficult to supply the dosage to patients. I'm with Dad on this stuff, as he said yesterday. What the heck is in this that makes it this volatile? We know that vaccines normally have to be stored cold. They have to be kept in, you know, a fridge or freezer. But 88 degrees below zero Fahrenheit? It's got to be stacked in dry ice boxes, can only be opened up twice a day? I mean, is this stuff this reactive? It has this amount of genetic material in it? They want to make sure that it stays as alive as possible? I don't know. I'm just telling you the facts of what they're bringing up. But, man, I mean, what what do you think about this, Dad? I mean, I know you, as far as in college, you did a lot of stuff as far as in biochemistry. I mean, 88 degrees below zero? <laughs> well, you know, it's not absolute zero, but it's really, really cold. It'll freeze your skin instantaneously. I mean, it's that cold. And it's like this. If you take you know, baking soda and vinegar, and you can put them together, right? And you're going to have this massive reaction. It's going to bubble everywhere. And that's at room temperature. If you flash freeze that stuff, it'll stop it. It'll stop the reaction. In other words, if you mix vinegar together with baking soda and you flash freeze it at 88 or 100 degrees or 200 degrees below zero, you instantaneously stop the reaction of the vinegar and the baking soda. Well, here's the problem. What in the world is in this stuff that they've got to stop the reaction to this point or preserve the quote-unquote quote unquote, RNA or the, or the genetic material to prevent it from changing? Is it going to change inside of the test tube and be weird inside of the test tube in the event that it's not kept frozen or no longer works, no longer be reactive, no, more, no longer be volatile? Does it take an unbelievably strong chemical reaction in the body to make it work inside of your body to incorporate self, itself into your DNA? Who in the world knows? All I can say is this. I'm not taking it. Now, here's the other problem they're going to have. 
okay, let's say we're going to have troops go out and force people to get vaccinated door to door. What are they going to do? Bring their little freezer with them? Say, okay, we only open it up twice a day. Okay, who's ready? Okay, on your mark, get set, go. And they run in the house and they start grabbing people. And, and how do you thought? I mean, how do you thought that fast? I mean, that's, that's pretty doggone cold. It's going to be frozen on side of the vials. I mean, this is some weird stuff they're doing to us again. Again, it's like they always do this weird stuff to us. And again, this is Kabbalah stuff they're doing. Who knows what's in this thing? But, uh, yeah, my, my response is, uh, yeah, how about no? How about no, I'm not taking it. But, again, what's going to happen is these Luciferians, these Kabbalists, they see these people walking around with these masks on, and, you know, even in the state of Florida still. It's ridiculous, in parking lots. And, and they're saying, well, these people basically are agreeing to whatever we're going to do to them because they're being submissive right now as if they were sheep or cattle, and they deserve to be branded or to be culled or whatever because they're really not capable of concrete, rational thought any longer, so they need to be culled from the population. Their DNA is no longer providing any type of proper DNA support for the human race, so let's get rid of them. It's kind of like going into a herd of cows that are diseased and saying, well, this one's got hoof and mouth, we've got to get rid of it before it contaminates the rest of the herd or have all these different types of domesticated animals that we have these diseases and these these we got to cull the herd. I mean, is that what they're doing to us? Is it because we're giving them permission because we're wearing a mask? Like I said the other day, you know, they, they basically have prepped us for these vaccines. They prepped us for COVID. How do we know the entire COVID pandemic scam, and it is, it's a scam because it's not real. COVID's real, the pandemic is not. How do we know the entire pandemic scam wasn't put on top of us so we'd have 100 million ballots mailed out to everybody, including their cats and dogs and parakeets? How do we know this wasn't done on purpose to bring in this communist revolution by questioning and calling to doubt our current election that's right now in dispute? Well, Attorney General Barr finally got off his butt now, and he's authorizing the DOJ probe, DOJ probe of allegations of voting irregularities to be duh in the 2020 election. So I'm glad he's finally doing something, and he's basically getting to ready to check all of this stuff. In a memo sent by Barr Monday evening, he said the Justice Department prosecutors could investigate specific allegations of voter fraud before the election results are certified. The memos added, however, that special, that special speculative, fanciful, or far-fetched claims should not be a basis for initial federal inquiries. In other words, when you see people stuffing ballots in a room, you can't use that, I guess. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. This memo, which critics see as the DOG wading into the U.S. election, prompted the resignation of Richard Pilger, the official who oversaw the voter fraud allegation for the department. Wait a minute. Is he going to, like, hit the road now? Jack, don't look back. Is he going to head out to a non-extradition country? Because he was supposed to be doing something that he wasn't, and he's supposed to get called out on the rug for it or go to jail? I don't know. President Trump and his personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani, have repeatedly made broad allegations of voter fraud in a number of states but have not provided evidence for their claims, which is simply not true. Uh, yesterday, Christina Nome was basically being interviewed by George Stephanopoulos. I'm not sure when the interview took place, but I saw it yesterday. And she basically called him out. She said, look, you know, you know, Al Gore had 37 days to figure out who won this election. So did George Bush. Why are we calling it right now for, you know, Joe Biden? So the DOJ is involved in all this now. But remember, Attorney General Barr, he's a, he's a, he's a deep state swamp rat. 
And whether he does anything about this or not, I have absolutely no idea. The sad part about all of this stuff is here we are in the middle of this stuff, we the people of the United States of America, and we don't deserve this. We haven't done anything with this. The whole thing's just a big mess. Now, here's some other things that we can look at. Let's say we let's say the Supreme Court comes in and says this thing's a mess. We gotta take a look at it. Well, here's how President Trump could be reelected by using the Twelfth Amendment. First off, we gotta realize that you not all of us voted for Trump, not all of us voted for this this libertarian candidate, but if you did vote for Donald Trump, here's the way you could do this. Regardless of whether you believe there is a systemic or rampant voter fraud, which we know there is, in several states, the issue is likely to quickly work its way through the court system and to the Supreme Court. By evaluating the justices' known stance on voter fraud issues, there's a possibility that masses of votes in several contested states will either be invalidated and or retotaled. In other words, changing the outcome for that individual state. Or the election will be ordered to presume without some state's electoral votes because the state will be unable to certify its vote. If this happens, there's a probability that neither candidate will reach the 270 electoral votes needed to secure the presidency. This is where the 12th Amendment kicks in. Simplified. The 12th Amendment states that if a candidate does not receive the majority of electoral college votes, then the House of Representatives shall immediately choose the president. However, it is not as simple as a popular vote within the House. Instead, each state within the House gets one vote. That's it. Texas gets one vote. North Dakota gets one vote. Florida gets one vote. A state's vote is determined by its representatives in the U.S. House, meaning each state's U.S. House representatives vote within themselves to determine for which candidate their state votes. For example... Florida has 27 representatives in the U.S. House. 16 of these 27 are Republicans and 11 are Democrats. Therefore, the Republican candidate would likely be the Florida's choice. That's how this works. Now, let's expand this nationwide. Republican-majority states outnumber Democratic-majority states 26 to 20, respectively, with four states having a tie. To tie it all together, the 12th Amendment states, a majority of all the states will be necessary for a choice. And 26 is the majority, which is what the Senate's, which is what we have with the Republican representatives. So that's the other way he can be elected. So what we have here is a giant, giant mess. This is exactly what Stalin did as far as his mess in the 1917 election. It was all contested. And then all of a sudden, we talked about this the other day, then the communists go after the nationalists. They start killing each other. Now remember, it wasn't because there weren't any guns in Russia that the communists were able to take over. That's not what happened. A lot of these guys had just come back from fighting World War One, And when they came back from fighting World War One, they brought their weapons home with them, and they were heavily armed. The reason that the communists won the election is that the people in Russia just gave up. They got tired of fighting, tired of fighting, tired of fighting because this went on for years and finally Stalin took over with Lenin and this is exactly what's happening in the United States remember in 1917 there was a free election was held in Russia where all the votes would be equal and each citizen would be heard the election was scheduled and a number of political parties provided the voters a choice the Russian Social Democratic Party this is the communist campaigned with appeals to win the majority's vote of the promise of peace, land and bread the energy of the Bolsheviks and the promises of Lenin were sufficient to, quote, win the election. 
but they only had 23% of the vote. So the whole thing is twisted up sideways. But what Lenin did, he continued after the sunset on the election day, and there was corruption in the balloting. There were extensions to allow more ballots. There was a long and strong public propaganda messages, like we're having right now by the media, to, pub, to, to promote that the Bolsheviks had won when they actually had lost. The agenda to transform Russia into the first communist governed nation by the Kabbalists did not cease after the polls closed on election day. Violence, force rioting, manipulation of the news, controlled by the Rothschilds, vociferous protests, armed vandals, and an attack upon the Russian governing structure increased. Eventually, the Russian provisional government was absolved in the period of 70 years of slavery to the Kabbalist Rothschild communists resulted. The Russian population was well-armed. Probably more weapons were in Russia than any other nation because they had just come home from fighting World War I. And many of the Russians that had military experience having faced the Kaiser's army during World War I. So the presence of weaponry and veterans was not a factor in opposing the Bolsheviks. The civil war that was inevitable between the Bolsheviks and the nationalists attests to the fact that the weaponry was accessible. No contrary to many opinions, today Lenin's success was not because the guns were outlawed. The guns were still there. The success of Lenin's transformation of Russia can be laid at the feet of the people. The nation assented to and conformed with the dictates of the vocal and violent minority. In other words, the Black Lives Matter clan and the transgender clan pit such a biatch fit and kept pushing and pushing and pushing that the nation resigned its free election and surrendered to the prevailing propaganda. In other words, they laid down basically and they accepted what they were being told and they went into communism. The actual facts that influenced the population, they accepted what they were told by the lies of the media and these Black Lives Matter and these Antifa, and they were basically complying without any question after the Civil War grew wearisome. And an unanswered question haunts the history of this event. What would have happened, guys? Same thing with us right now. What would have happened if the general population had not surrendered to the violence of the local and the vocal minority? Well... This is exactly what we have to ask ourselves right now. But what have they done? They've got us in masks. They've got us social distancing with 666. They've done everything they possibly can to force compliance from the sheeple. That's why I say to you, and listen to me, please, this is so important. When you say, I will not wear a mask, and you walk out of a restaurant, or you walk out of a Sam's Club, or you walk out of a Costco, and you say, I will not do this. Or you call the manager over and you pitch a fit. What you are doing is standing up for the United States of America. You're standing for the Constitution. You're taking a stand and going, no, I will not subject myself to tyranny. And you're doing it for all of the huddled masses that are running around with masks on. Because they don't have enough stones to stop it. They don't have enough to stop it. So you've got to stand up for the weak-willed and the people that have been poisoned with BPA and with fluoride and with tricyclic antidepressants and serotonin reuptake inhibitors and statin drugs. You've got to stand in the gap for those people, if you love this country, and say, no, I will not wear a mask. I will go somewhere else. I will not give you my money. I will walk out. If you do that, 
you could change this because then we become the vocal minority. Are you listening? We become the vocal minority and we say we will not. And when we do that, all of a sudden we go, oh, they're not giving us permission to take over their country. Oh, they're not laying down to our Kabbalist guidelines. Oh, they're not sheeple after all. Oh, they said no. Remember, they've got to have your permission to do what they're going to do. What do you think, Oz? Well, that was really, really good synopsis on that, and you're absolutely right. This is what I've continued to just hammer all year long, is it's all about consent. Always remember, you can go back historically for thousands of years. Masks and muzzles have been used historically to be placed on slaves and people that have been conquered. You can look back at photos and all types of depictions. I mean, go back thousands of years. And that's they always have these face muzzles and these face masks on slaves that they did all the time because they didn't want to hear them talk. They didn't want to hear them converse. They didn't want them talking to one another and scheming on how to escape or how to basically take somebody out so they could basically get free. So what do you do? You gag them. You gag them. You put a mask on them. You put a muzzle on them. They can't talk. They can't communicate. They can't converse back and forth. What do you think just happened to us eight months ago, my friends? We got muzzled. We were told you can't talk to one another. You can't converse. You can't walk around and be free. You cannot do this. You don't have the right to be free anymore. You have to wear a muzzle on your face. And the sad part is, vast majority of people are so terrified because the media told them to be terrified that they did it. And ironically enough now, a lot of the same people that are calling out the media for being biased and calling out the media for essentially being completely and totally sold out to the Biden regime. I've heard all the time people are like, I can't believe this is going on. The media is muzzling everybody. You can't believe anything the media says. The media is lying. I'm like, but you're still wearing a mask. The same media that you're criticizing right now is the same media that told you you have to wear a mask for your protection. Oh, and then they said, well, it's not for your protection. It's for everybody else's protection. Well, it's only if you're infected you need to wear it. But actually, now we know what? Everybody needs to wear a mask. Because why? Because they've conquered you. That's what they did. And so many people now are still, like Dad said, it boggles my mind to no end to watch people walking around by themselves and riding in their car wearing a mask because they had been so trained in such a short period of time they literally don't even realize they've been conquered like a slave they don't they don't even realize it because they've been so scared and this is why Jesus said I've not given you basically a spirit of fear, but of love and of sound mind. A sound mind uses concrete, rational thought. A sound mind makes healthy decisions. A sound mind questions the narrative when you go, if masks are only needed if you're contagious and infected, and I'm not contagious and infected, and I'm healthy, why am I wearing a mask if they don't protect me? Ah, ah, million dollar question apparently nobody asked that question again that's exactly right this is what happened in Russia 
This is what exactly what they're doing now. It doesn't matter, and I'll be, I'll be honest. It doesn't matter if you voted for JoJo. It doesn't matter if you voted for Trump. It doesn't matter if you voted for Biden. Any true American right now should have no problem having a fully open and transparent election process. Anybody that says otherwise, I don't care who you voted for, if you say otherwise, then you are trying to hide something. There's no reason whatsoever that this needs to be is is it's so covert like they've made it right now unless they're hiding something there's a video that went viral on instagram now by chase o'shea this is weird basically a church in oklahoma group was cleaning up after a wedding at the church and basically found a bag of ballots not joking you can see it online they've posted it some people have already been trying to take it down and they basically it's already racked up like 150,000 views and the guy goes dude I'm not I'm not even posting political stuff normally he said but I want to show you we found this in a trash bag under the counter in St. Anna's Church which was a polling place last week and they had a wedding over the weekend and they found a bag of ballots Almost all of them, except for one, was for Trump and other Republicans. Don't know what they're doing there. Don't know how they got there. Nobody can even figure it out. Just a bag of ballots that have all, they're all serialized. They've all been filled out. They're not dead. They're not empty ballots. And they've been posting it. What in the world are we dealing with here, my friends? I mean, this isn't the first time we've heard about this or seen this at all. I mean, is it is it to this level now? I mean, is, is it really to this level where people are going out and destroying ballots and stealing ballots and hiding ballots because they want to try to get their communist agenda pushed? Yeah, in my opinion, that is that is where we're at right now. And so, again, it's more crucial now than ever to stand up and make your voice heard. There's now been reports. I've heard it from one group, and then I heard it from another group. I read it earlier, and I don't know if it's going to happen, but they're saying Minnesota now is apparently being discussed with the governor on doing another full-blown lockdown like New York is doing. Basically, no businesses are open. Restaurants aren't open. If they are, it's like outside, 20% capacity, mask while you eat the whole time. They're talking about doing this in Minnesota now. They're getting ready to try to lock everything down again. The reason why is that they have to create as much confusion as possible. This whole election thing's not over with. If you want to talk about seeing some massive rioting and some massive violence, just wait if this thing goes to the Supreme Court and they rule in Trump's favor. And now the whole little Biden transition team that's been prancing around like a bunch of slack-jawed, interesting individuals talking about how we're going to have to wear masks and do lockdowns, all this stupid stuff again these guys are talking about ban ammunition sales online I mean, man's a clown we already knew this but now, what happens if they do send it in Trump's favor do you realize the level of violence that is going to ensue from these individuals who have now got a little taste of false victory and now they're not going to have that anymore they're going to come on court. It's going to be full-blown anarchy. And quite frankly, that may be what the globalists want. Actually, it probably is. And all of it at the same time, we're having more surveillance, more lockdowns, more restrictions, more rights taken away. And if you think about it, it's exactly what I said from the beginning. We're almost conquered. If America doesn't get up off its knees and take its stupid mask off and stand up like the Statue of Liberty, so to speak, and say, hey, this is America. This is us. 
We're not going to go quietly into the night. This may, this may go sideways. This may not turn out real well, but at least we aren't going to stop fighting. At least that's my stance. I know that's Dad's stance. It's a lot of my friend's stance. But my goodness, it's still very disheartening to me when I go out in public still and I get arguments about masks in the state of Florida. I said, somebody the other day, they had a mask on. They walked in somewhere. I said, dude, you don't have to wear a mask. He looked at me with this puzzled look. I said, we're in Florida. You don't have to wear a mask. He's like, oh, okay. Turns around and walks back out of the post office. Didn't take his mask off. He was a customer. And I'm like, hey, he's just like this skittish look. I said, you don't have to wear a mask. He goes, oh, what? What are you saying? Oh, I'm not allowed to talk to you. You're closer than six feet of me. Like, runs back out. I'm not, I'm not joking. It's in Auburndale. I'm like, what? Okay. <laughs> this is what it is. But, I mean, think about it, guys. They're trying to conquer us, and they're trying to show us that they're conquering us with these masks. Wake up and stand your ground on this and continue to fight for your right to be a free American that breathes air like a free American, Deb. You know, I couldn't say it any better. I, I guess, you know, there's a movie out that came out a long time ago. I'm not, I'm not recommending the movie because it's got a lot of pretty gory stuff, and it's called Predator. And it was kind of like Jesse Ventura's big claim to fame that he had several lines in there that, you know, have made, you know, have made the famous one-liners. And one of the things he said, he was using a minigun, he was shooting, and he was standing there bleeding. And someone says, Jesse, you've been hit, you're bleeding. He goes, I ain't got time to bleed. <laughs> and, and, you know, it, it, it's a funny movie. And he had another one, too, and also kind of partially quoted it a second ago. And I'm going to quote it. I'm not saying this. Jesse Ventura said Jesse Ventura said it. And he said, he was arguing with somebody. He said, these people are a bunch of slack-jawed faggots, quote-unquote. Now, you say, well, I can't believe you said that word on the show. I'm not, I'm not saying anything. I'm quoting Jesse Ventura. And what he basically mean by that is it's time to man up. It's time to not be slack-jawed. It's time to set your grimace, set your face, say, I'm not going to take this anymore. Like, the heck with it. You guys are nuts. You want me to wear a mask that causes bacterial pneumonia? I'm not some stinking sheeple. Uh, I've got a friend of mine, he's, and he's guys. The guy's brilliant, and he's a he's a Republican, and he goes to these hotels over in Orlando. And in fact, he went to the Four Seasons. We went there to have dinner the other night at a pizza place, and we walked out. I told you that story because they refused to let me walk through without a mask on. And he was staying at the Four Seasons this weekend. And I said to him, I said, well, what do you do, bud? I said, how do you get through the lobby? He goes, oh, well, they want you to wear masks in common places. I said, do you do that? He goes, oh, yeah, it's no big deal. I'm like, yeah, it is a big deal. Yeah, it is a big deal. Why? Because when they start chipping away at your freedoms, I mean, first of all, it's a stupid rule to follow. You have to walk into the restaurant wearing a mask, and then when you sit down, you can take your mask off. That's how they start this, isn't it? Let's do a real simple little thing for everybody to follow. Nobody will fuss about that, except for Austin and Ted Brower and their listeners. Nobody will fuss about this. We're, we're going to tell them that they have to be a, a, a sniveling coward for 10 seconds because we're programming them to be a sniveling coward. And then we'll make it a little bit longer the next time. Instead of 10 seconds, it'll be 12 seconds. Instead of 12 seconds, it'll be 30 seconds. And eventually, they'll always have their masks on. And I said this the other day. Who are we trying to protect against humans breathing? Huh? We got a, we got a bunch of weird stuff going on that we don't really know about in other entities that want to come into this population that we're in. And I've, I've said before, they're going to have to have a host to be in. We got an awful lot of autistic kids that could be uh, 
hosts unwillingly. Why do they have so many autistic children? Why is it one in 37 children that have autism? Just a question. Why is it they're saying by 2030 that 50% of all children within 10 years will have autism? And by 2037, 100% of the kids will have autism, according to Dr. Stephanie Sinef from MIT. Wait a minute. Why do we need so many kids with autism? They're not going to be productive units in the society. They're going to create a tremendous financial burden on their parents and on their grandparents. And who's going to take care of all of these children when the parents and grandparents die? Now, I'm being very, really kind of direct here right now, but what the heck are we doing? Why are we wearing masks? Are we trying to protect something else from getting disease from humans? What is the reason we're doing this? What is the real reason? Or is it, or is it just a sign of submission to show that you're a sheeple and you're ready to be enslaved? Austin's right. I remember there's a movie out. It's called uh, Con Air with Nicolas Cage. Probably one of the best movies he's ever done. And they're on a transport plane full of basically felons. And these felons were talking, and one of them says something smart to the guard, and he says, gag him and bag him. In other words, they gagged him yep. so he couldn't talk, and they put a bag over his head so he couldn't spit or see, and they said, gag him and bag him. That's the mission, guys. I'm going to make you submit. I'm going to gag you and bag you. Whoa. Whoa. Think about that for a second. Are you going to wait for them to gag you and bag you? Is that how this is going to start? We have to gag you and bag you while you walk into the building. Then we'll take your gag and bag off. Okay. Where do you draw the line? Where do you draw the line on being gagged and bagged? What do you say no? Well, as far as me and Austin, we said no a long time ago. And we tell you when we say no. So you guys know we're not just making this stuff up. My party the other night. Nobody had a mask on. Outside party, state of Florida's lifted the mask mandate, and they were. And I told you the the, the quartet comes in with the with the mask on. I say absolutely not. The lady with the little photo booth, she comes in. Oh yeah, it was, by the way, it was a really nice party. And the lady with the photo booth comes in, said no mask, and they all thanked me. Oh wow, thank you. I said, look, it's an outside party. We're not going to do this. You know, we're all outside of the breeze. I said we're not going to be sitting around wearing masks trying to breathe. This is nonsense. So anyhow, that's, that's how I look at all that. By the way, Chip Roy, he is calling for a recount audit and full review because he says fewer than 100,000 votes separate key swing states. He's absolutely correct. Joe Biden announces now. Here we go. Get ready, Joe. Get ready, you doggone senile fool. He announces COVID lockdown panel. He plans a nationwide mandatory mask mandate lockdown and contact tracing oh yeah for all of you Q followers <laughs> who wrote me all of those emails and all of those letters into Austin too and you guys said this will all end as soon as Joe Biden takes office or as soon as this election is over with yeah uh huh yeah COVID lockdowns entire nationwide mandatory fast mask mandates and shutting down the entire economy for up to one year. Does he not realize the incredibly horrible depression that's going to put this country in? Just thought I'd mention that. By the way, Notre Dame basically beat Clemson the other night, but they had a big party afterwards. Now Notre Dame is all angry. We're angry at you peasant children for doing this. We're disappointed at the students for flaunting COVID protocol and charging the field after the COVID win. 
Oh, excuse me, the Clemson win. <laughs> a little Freudian slip. Well, here's the deal. Now they're going to have to go and get tested now because they did this. Oh, if Ivanka Trump, the Kabbalist, the uh, witch, you can just basically call her that because that's what the Kabbalah is, it's witchcraft. Uh, she has her own agenda now. Ivanka, this is Trump's daughter, the Kabbalist, the Shabbat Lubavitch with her probably high probability Antichrist husband is quietly urging Trump to concede the election to Biden because she's afraid of burning her own Jezebel bridges as her eyes of her own future for her own White House run. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you go pray at the tomb of Schmierson again? Unbelievable. Yeah, this is this. You can't even make this stuff. These clowns actually do this. So she wants her husband, to, her daddy, to concede another. Another Freudian slip. She wants her dad to succeed so she'll have a chance to run for the White House. I wouldn't vote for that Kabbalist witch no matter what. I wouldn't do it. No way. Just tell you how crazy these Muslims have got now. These fanatics have beheaded 50 men and boys in Mozambique in a football field, basically before chopping up and kidnapping all the women. Thousands and thousands of these Christians, I guess, or maybe other Muslims they don't like, are being beheaded now by this fanatic religion. It's absolutely crazy what's actually happening around the world while we sit here and worry about this election with Trump versus Biden. So, by the way, the DOG voter fraud investigator quits again. I mentioned that earlier after the A.G. William Barr authorizes the probe. Guys, it's so important to understand that we're in the middle of this Russian revolution. And by the way, most of Biden's 221,000 vote margin to gain in Georgia in three counties, they received a $15 million from Zuckerberg-funded Safe Elections Project. Yeah, remember, Zuckerberg is a Rothschild cutout. He's a front, just like Jeff Bezos says, all being controlled by the same Kabbalists. Austin, what do you think, bud? No, that's exactly right. And I mean, you look at what's happening with I mean, and I've said this repeatedly, this is why I tell everybody, don't support Amazon, but for some reason, nobody listens to me, like, literally nobody listens to me, like, oh yeah, whatever, Austin's talking crazy again, no, they are poising Amazon to be the lead global retail monopoly, you saw Reform Party leader Nigel Farage in the UK, he's actually one of the only individuals over in the UK I've listened to that is awake over there in the Reform Party, and he said that the UK is heading for a mass business bankruptcy and massive employment unlike the likes of anything they've ever seen before. He said while Amazon is reaping the rewards by the second national lockdown, they're saying that Amazon's profits in the third quarter now have tripled to almost $7 billion in net profit in one quarter with a 37% rise in sales globally. And now the tech giant is planning on hiring over 20,000 seasonal workers during the Christmas period. So they're bringing business to the economy allegedly but you guys have to remember it's a seasonal after it's over with they get dropped on their head anybody that's worked for amazon that i've ever talked to says they're a horrible company to work for the managers are horrible they give them unbelievably crazy deadlines it's just it's not a good company to work for every single person's told me that this worked for amazon and what's ironic here is this he nigel farage he goes who are the beneficiaries we close down all the small businesses you want to buy something where do you go only place now is Amazon. He said, so essentially the richest man in the world gets richer and millions of you who've taken the chance to go on your own to do your own business are automatically being crushed with no choice. Now he's saying Bezos is the richest man in the world. I disagree with that. I think he's again, complete and total banker boy cut out. He didn't do what he's done on his own at all. And the people that are 
even wealthier than him are the people that nobody talks about. They are the Rothschilds. They are the top-tier banker boys that put Jeff Bezos in the position he's in. You always have to remember that. These guys, when they, they are so rich, they don't even make it on a list for being rich because they don't want to be on a list. That's the kind of money that these people have. And so they poise Amazon to do exactly what they wanted. I've thought about that before. I said, how do, you, how do you get a company that basically is losing millions and millions and millions of dollars a year, and all of a sudden they get a contract to house a CIA cloud server for $600 million a decade ago? And then as soon as that happens, they literally explode with growth, and everything starts pointing to Amazon. What happens? I have watched numerous companies, numerous companies I have worked directly with completely go out of business because they've allowed Amazon to completely and totally whore them out. That's what they do. Amazon keeps making lower prices, lower prices, lower prices. We want it cheaper. We want it cheaper. We'll buy 50,000 of them, but we want it cheaper. Well, finally, the company goes, okay, we'll do it. You know, we're only making two, three cents on it, but we'll do it for 50,000, you know, material pieces. And what happens is, at the end of the day, all the retailers, all the mom and pops, all the small family-owned businesses like Health Masters, we can't even get the product because Amazon sucks it out of the air. And then you look at the prices, and Amazon's selling it for cheaper than we pay for it from the company. And we go, oh, why, why are you guys doing this to me? Well, Amazon's our biggest contractor. I said, they're also going to put you out of business if you're not careful. I said, because I can't carry you anymore. You can't give me product. Sure enough, a couple months later, gone, completely out of business, wiped off the face of the earth. Watched it happen numerous times. This is one of the main goals that we've seen now with COVID and the reason why they're doing this. This is why I was so glad that DeSantis completely kicked the globalists in the teeth down here in Florida and said, no, I'm the governor. <laughs> you guys aren't playing this game anymore. No more lockdowns, no more business closures, no more masks. Stop it all. This is Florida. We're already rebellious and we do weird stuff down here. We're going to make it even weirder now and we're not going to do, we're not going to participate in COVID anymore. And that was saying something, you know, a minute ago about as far as the mask. And I, this is something that I think troubles me the most. You know, like when the individuals came over, you know, they're like the uh, orchestra and stuff like that, they were wearing masks and they took the mask off and they're like, thank you. And I've, I've, I've dealt with this numerous times. I've told people, like, dude, don't wear a mask. I'm like, okay. The problem that bothers me is that people know the masks don't work and yet they still wear them. If the people showed up and they said, Dad goes, you don't have to wear a mask. And I said, no, 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 you don't understand. I'm, I may be infected. I'm really doing this to try to cover for everybody else. I don't. I, I need to wear a mask. Just I, I'll deal with it. And you go, oh, okay. But I haven't heard that. I've not heard that one single time. Almost in every case when I tell somebody, dude, don't take a mask off, they go, oh, thank you. Thank you. Meaning they know the mask doesn't work or else they wouldn't take it off. They know it's not protecting anybody because they're not infected. So when they take it off, they're like, oh, my gosh, thank you so much. Do, you have, do we have to be told now that you can take your mask off? We have to have permission to go urinate? I mean, is that where we're going next? Our permission to leave our home? That's what they're shooting for. If we don't stand up and make a stand at some point in time, we won't have an America to stand up for anymore, my friends. It will cease to exist, and it will be conquered by fear and only because the American populace didn't want to stand up. I mean, look what we're seeing with social media platforms right now. I mean, the level of censorship and fake news that they're constantly pumping out on social media is insane. Twitter now has gone into full-blown censorship mode. They said as of November 5th, Twitter has censored over half of President Trump's tweets since
since Election Day. Over half. You have a social media platform that's supposed to be a public, you know, a public platform for people to use, right? But yet it's sitting there and it's censoring a sitting U.S. president for him simply bringing up topics about what's going on. And so what's, what's interesting to me, a lot of people kind of, there's always this misconception of social media. If social media allows the free flow of information, they have protection in place so they cannot be held liable for what somebody else says, right? If it's basically free press, if somebody says something on there, listen, this is a public, a public setting, we can't be held liable because somebody says something bad. However, when they begin to pick and choose what they'll allow, they're now editing. That puts them into the category of being a publisher, which is held under the constraints of a news organization or a newspaper. That's why there's a current battle over removing the protection from Facebook, Twitter, etc. You either allow the free flow of information or you don't. If this is the thing that for some reason nobody will do anything about this in Congress and it drives me up the wall. You know, a few people say some stuff and this and that. I guess they're either that compromised or they've got that much money behind the scenes. I don't know. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to realize what the social media platforms are doing. They're a full-blown leftist mouthpiece that censor only the things that they do not want seen. They censor what does not go along with the narrative. This is a very troubling place to be, and this is why you have to continue to keep pushing this information out there and trying to wake people up. Because, I mean, this you're now a sitting U.S. president who's communicated with the national populace through Twitter, his entire presidency. Granted, he said some dumb stuff on there before. I'm not even going to cover for that. However, is it a free platform, or is it a publication platform, like a news agency, like you know, a newspaper, which one is it? Because they are acting as a full-blown censorship. This is not okay. We're, we already know Fox, ABC, all these guys, everybody saw that on election night. I mean, I've been saying Fox is compromised for years. Everybody always argue with me. I people get mad at me. But no, 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 no. Fox is conservative. Fox is straight mainstream mouthpiece, bro. You need to wake up. It is not. You don't know what you're talking about. Well, if they didn't get your attention on election night and the foreseeable days afterwards, I don't know what else will wake you up. But they all of them are completely and totally bought and paid for. What happens when you have ad revenue of 70-plus percent by the pharmaceutical agencies? Almost 70% of your ad revenues from Big Pharma? Guess what? You're going to do whatever they tell you to do. And that's exactly where we have found ourselves now with essentially right. a leftist state-run media dad. Very, very frustrating to see. And that's why we do what we do on this show, to continue to get the truth out there. You know, last night off when I watched a movie called Snowden, I recommend this for everybody. Actually, it's very, very well done. Actually, has Nicolas Cage and a few other actors in it. Very, very well done. It's about a two-hour and 15-minute movie, and it talks about the rise and basically the final expose of Edward Snowden as far as from the NSA and all of the people that are being spied upon in the United States. And he basically came in, and they showed how it works. He says, if you go into a person and you're investigating them, and they've got 40 contacts, who has 40 contacts, who has 40 contacts, by the time you get to that third contact, you're investigating 2.5 million people. That fast. Wow. And, he's, and, and they show it. you got to watch this movie, guys. It's really good. And what was interesting about it was is that he kept seeing what they were doing with drone strikes and killing people and killing families. And finally they say, well, how do you know who to kill in this drone strike? And he goes, well, we have their cell phone tracked. And he goes, well, how do you know they're carrying the cell phone? In other words, if Joe Smo is a terrorist and he has a cell phone, but he loans his cell phone to a friend who's going to have a marriage ceremony and a wedding that day, because they need to be able to stay in touch, 
and all of a sudden you think Joe Smo is at the wedding and he's not, and you kill everybody at the wedding. How do you know Joe Smo was there? And finally one of the analysts says, you don't. We have no way to prove that the person's there. We're just destroying the person based on their cell phone. We track it. And then he's sitting there, and he's looking at his video, and this guy's going through stuff with him, and he says, well, here's, here's so-and-so. And all of a sudden, they say, oh, by the way, here's so-and-so's laptop. Watch, we're turning the camera on. And now the camera gets turned on, and all of a sudden, they watch this young girl taking her clothes off. I kid you not, guys. And Snowden goes, I don't want to see this. He goes, well, she left her laptop open and we turned the camera on. She doesn't know the camera's on and now we're viewing everything and recording everything in the room. And I'm like, gosh, guys, this is nuts. And I remember years ago, I had a guy named Rob and I went to it. I saw him on his laptop and he had a piece of tape over his camera. I said, dude, why do you have tape on your camera? He goes, but they can turn your camera on because he's like, this guy's like a computer hacker, computer geek. And I thought, whoa! So I instantaneously went and got tape on all my ca- all my all my all my all my all my things that have tape over the cameras. I don't want them turning them on. What if me and my wife are well, you know, and they want to start watching all that? I don't want to be involved with all that weirdo stuff. And then they tape it. So why is Congress so careful about going after social media? Well, it's simple, isn't it? How much tape do they have on these Congress guys with what they've done in the dark? And do these Congress guys? really want to be the brunt of the attack of social media to be destroyed from a congressional standpoint. Now, why is it social media doesn't attack smaller venues like the Ted Nelson Brewer Show, which has gotten pretty big? Well, there's a reason. Number one, we're already off YouTube. They can't take this off YouTube. And number two, if they attack us, go after us full tilt, it increases our viewership. Why? Because people start listening to the show on Global Star because they can't turn Global Star off, though they've tried many times. So what ends up happening is they have to be careful on who they go after because they don't want to give them their platform to be promoted on indirectly. You notice a lot of these people that supposedly were taken off of YouTube that really are compromised as far as their talk shows, they're back on YouTube again with just as big a numbers as they had before. How does that happen? How do you get back on a platform after you've been censored? Well, were you ever really censored or was it just part of the scheme to increase your viewership to increase the disinformation like with Steve Penichek and this water balloting and all the other kind of crazy stuff he was talking about yeah, that's what you've got to ask yourself all the time is why in the world won't other people talk about this stuff including the congressional leaders why would they go in and talk about the Kabbalist influence and Shabbat Lubavitch influence and the 60 Israeli dual citizens or the one who are in Congress and the Senate who control both sell both houses. Or how about the $1.5 trillion of Afghan heroin money every single year going into black ops? Well, you can't talk about that. Somebody's got to pay for these giant underground facilities that are monitoring every single cell phone you make, every call you make, every single thing you search on your computer, and every single email that you send out and every single tweet you send out, they actually have the ability to look at every single thing. And they use keywords. And then you say these keywords, they all, all of a sudden they do it. Like you'll see these people on YouTube now, they figure it out. If they use certain keywords like COVID or certain keywords like Kabbalists, you know, their YouTube videos immediately censored, right? Because remember, it's a digitized platform. So they take, so they, they spell the words out rather than say the words. It's funny. It's, it's crazy how they do this now. We can't talk about COVID. Whoops, can't talk about that. Okay. And so they won't use the word because they don't want to hit the algorithm. They get censored. Yes, that's how advanced it is. So yes, 
the congressional leaders know if they get nailed by this stuff and get hammered by the stuff, also they'll never be reelected. So that's why they don't talk about it in most cases. By the way, the Fed, this is crazy, guys. The Fed wants the public to know that it can withhold information under an executive order and defy subpoenas from courts and Congress. Yeah, why? Well, we made the Fed independent, didn't we? That was our big deal with that syphilis-infested Woodrow Wilson. So now the Fed's basically telling us that they're above the law. <laughs> Citigroup, by the way, is slapped with a $400 million fine for doing something so bad that it can't even be spoken out loud. Federal regulators are rapidly becoming bigger dark pools of information than those secretive stock exchanges run only by big banks on Wall Street. On Tuesday, September the 29th, this is a month or so ago, when all eyes were focused on the presidential debate to occur, that evening the Justice Department issued a press release announcing the fourth and fifth felony accounts against J.P. Morgan Chase in the past six years. But yet they still want to give J.P. Morgan Chase all of this money and all of this power. It's, it's unbelievable. And also think about this. What happened to the criminal case against Goldman Sachs at the, at, at the U.S. Attorney General Barr's Justice Department? On December the 6th, a year ago of last year, four reporters of Bloomberg News signaled that the U.S. Department of Justice was close to a settlement of its criminal investigation of Goldman Sachs in the IMDB matter. The reporters wrote, The Justice Department and other federal agencies and internal discussions held in recent weeks have weighed seeking penalties between $1.5 billion and $2 billion. The people said that's less than what some animals have signaled Goldman Sachs may have to pay. While a settlement could be announced as soon as next week, the terms could change before a deal is finalized. Why does this stuff get hushed up and go away all the time? Why? It's simple, isn't it? Because the Rothschild banking cartel owns Goldman Sachs. They own J.P. Morgan. They own the United States Congress. They own the Exchange Stability Fund. They control the Treasury. And so when they tell them it goes away because they control the media too, it goes away. Wow. What a mess. Guys, interesting show today. Really news intensive today. I love you guys. I appreciate you so very, very much. I had a couple of good health articles I don't have time to cover today. One of which is basically telling you, guys, don't use calcium supplements. We have plenty of calcium in cheese and in spinach and in eggs. You don't need to take calcium. I don't have time to go into detail with that today. Really important. You need magnesium more than you need calcium. I take six scoops of the magnesium brain food combined with, with one total rest every night along with melatonin. That's part of my sleep like a baby program. And I'm telling you what, guys, that magnesium keeps that calcium from getting up in your bloodstream and getting inside of your arteries, causing hardening of the arteries. Magnesium is super, super important for you to maintain good bone health and maintain good arterial health. Guys, I love you. I appreciate you. I prayed for you today. Wild show today. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Absolutely. Another thing, too, I've always noticed, and I get reports on this, with this too, because I use it as well, the magnesium brain food, drinking it while you work out. You guys know the stack I usually put together is the HJ Stimulate, the Muscle Blast, and the uh, magnesium brain food. I drink that throughout my whole workout. But just the magnesium itself, it gives you great pumps because the magnesium is so crucial in muscle contractions. So that's another thing, too. A lot of people, when they start having a lot of cramps and they're dehydrated, you got to have magnesium. So that product's really, really good for that. I've had quite a few people asking me about it recently. Probably have to do a sale or a special or something on it this month. So uh, be sure to check it out and stay up to date on the website at healthmasters.com. 
And speaking of what we were talking about earlier, this is interesting, this video now, another video has gone viral on social media of a mom basically out in California that just was on a rant. Now, she used a lot of profanity in it, so I don't really recommend the video, but essentially what happened was she had her son, who was in a physical education class at the school, he ended up passing out while they were outside doing PE with a mask on and uh, almost had a heat exhaustion from it, basically lack of O2. They had to get the mask off of him, take him to the hospital. And um, she was just going on and on about it. And, you know, one of the things that's so frustrating to see them do this to these young kids, not only is this just horrific child abuse, the fact that we know that age 0 to 19, per the CDC, that the mortality rate is point zero 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 three meaning nothing. It's literally almost statistically irrelevant as far as the mortality of children from COVID. It's almost non-existent, meaning there's no reason whatsoever to worry about these kids getting stuff because imagine this. God may have given them an immune system. He didn't may, he did. And their bodies are designed to fight off viruses and pathogens in a young age, and so it builds their immune system as they get older. Imagine that. And so what they're doing to these children, I know I have said this, and I'll continue to say it, is nothing short of criminal. I refers back to the doctor a couple weeks ago, the German doctor, who discussed in detail how young children need ample amounts of oxygen, especially when they're active. They need more oxygen than adults do. And when you actually reduce their oxygen, the way they're doing with these masks and having them outside on a long-term basis, you actually create significant long-term irreparable brain damage. Their brains do not fully develop, especially in these young, young kids when they're six, seven, eight years old and they're running around outside sucking through a mask all day long. They have, they're getting brain damage. I can't clarify that any clearer. You can look it up on the website, the research that backs that up. Young children need extensive amounts of oxygen, especially when they're outside playing. This is nothing short of criminal and child abuse. And I, I highly suggest if you have kids and they're having to deal with this school system crap, you figure out an option or you get a health certificate or you get something basically so they don't have to wear a mask because this would not be okay to me. I would never do this to my children, especially knowing what I know from a brain damage standpoint. So, again, wake up. This mom was irate in this video, and for good reason. I mean, kids pass out, PEs, wearing a mask. I mean, bacterial ammonia has gone through the roof now. All these other health problems have been going up. Why? Because they have to keep the narrative going. And even when it's, it's something they call COVID-related, doesn't matter what it is now, it's still COVID-related. It's crazy, guys. Thank you again for the support. Be sure to check out the product of the week, the iodine, on sale for one last day. And be sure to vote for what you want to see win tomorrow as product of the week. And I encourage everybody... Just continue to be Americans. Continue to raise Americans. Be proud of what we have here and fight for what we have here. This this whole election thing has been nothing more than a giant obfuscation and a slap in our face of a true republic as they're trying to have the last true, in my opinion, this is probably the last election we will really have in this country that actually will mean something, I guess, for the most part, even though whoever's in office are going to do whatever the bankers tell them, but when you blatantly watch a constitutional republic go through an election cycle with full-blown blatant fraud and nothing's done about it, nobody talks about it, media ignores it, and nobody's willing to address it at all, that shows me that it doesn't matter, because if this goes through, 
there is no republic. It's, this is a banana republic. We're a third world country. There's no reason to even have a voting system anymore. It's completely and totally useless at that point because they are, they're showing us they will cheat, deceit, lie, everything they have to do to get their outcome, meaning voting is irrelevant. I don't want that to be the case. Like Benjamin Franklin said, you guys now have a republic. Let's see if you can keep it. Let's see if we can keep this thing because we're on the verge of it right now. Thank you again for the support of Health Masters. Dot com. You guys need anything, feel free to give us a call, 1-800-726-1834. I just got another batch of food buckets in, of regular ones, the organic food buckets, and I got full meat buckets in. They're not certified organic, unfortunately. Couldn't get those. Nobody has them. But it's dehydrated, freeze-dried uh, food. Beef and chicken, no pork, of course, in a bucket. Uh, same, same, a little bit smaller bucket. You can check them out on the website. Really good if you want to add. This is not a standalone bucket. Let me clarify this. This is a meat bucket, meaning it's something that you want to have two, three, four of them of it back up along with your other food stash because protein is crucial whenever you're basically very active in your cal- calorie deficit, so to speak. So definitely a good little backup to go in. I've got them on the website right now. We've got them in stock. We've got them back in stock now. So be sure to check those out. The food bucket, meat buckets, healthmasters.com. Let us know if you need anything at all. Stay sharp, stay frosty, continue to get the truth out there. I'll talk to you again tomorrow as always.